Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Foranas.app podcast with Alice and Lizzie. There's still one day of the year to go. We might um, feel a wave of motivation and enthusiasm to do another one tomorrow. That's true. Could, I feel like that's highly could be unlikely. The sec- could be the second last, but um, you're probably on the money with, when you say it's the last one for the year. I think it is. It definitely is. It should be on that note. Um, we do- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway... Anyway, welcome. Very glad you came here. Very glad you're listening to this. Yeah. All right, it is the 30, 30th of December. So, um, yeah, we've had a, a little bit of time reflecting upon the year that's been 2023. Um, it's been good. I think it's been a, a bit of a ride, but um, all's well that ends well, shall we say? <laughs> Seems like a little bit negative, but it has been a bit of a roller coaster of probably. Um, challenges and highs and lows I guess for me within my running like getting injured and then coming back from it and dealing with the challenges of that you're you've created an app there's certainly been um, challenges and obstacles along the way but I think we've both kind of finished the year on a high where things are sort of starting to fall into place and things are getting a little bit exciting so um, that's my interpretation anyway what do you reckon I reckon that's absolutely beautifully succinct and I couldn't have said it better all right I'm going to start with some quick fire questions so first of all you're running along. Picture you're running on a, on a trail in the middle of summer. What would you prefer to see? A giant hill up ahead or a snake? Definitely a hill. Okay. Surprising. Um, what are you saying? I'm not good at hills. It's <laughs> just wondering. We, am I um, slow this? For a little bit I of context, we, I did take Alice out for a, a run on the trails last weekend. and I'm really was, bad at hills. There was a lot of complaining. I'm going to put it that way. I wouldn't say you're bad at it. I would just say that there was a lot of complaining up the hills. Yeah, but you can't tell someone there's like three hills and then there's like eight hills and they're really steep. And also you're like, this is the last hill and there's another hill. This is like psychological warfare. Unfortunately, it was the first hill that you started complaining on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I admit that my counting was not great and there's probably definitely more than eight hills. But um, that's what you get when you're out there. And it is actually awesome. I don't know. I love it. I think we're. Um, I was also really hungry at the time. Oh, yeah, true. I reckon that was what happened. I was yep. just like, I need some food and now I'm stuck on a trail in the middle of wherever. True. You've got to be prepared. Fuel up before these runs. No. Takes it out of you. Um, all right. So you'd prefer to see a hill. That's fair enough. Um, so black or white? In terms of colour? Yep. Black. To wear or in preference? Just with everything, I think. Mm. I think it's just very forgiving in every element of your life. Yeah, excellent. So I was thinking this because the other day we went out to see a movie and I noticed that accidentally I was all dressed in black, you were all dressed in white, and I was curious because I feel like usually you're wearing black. Yeah, that's true. I think I was feeling quite um, like summery, in fact. That was like a really nice balmy evening when we went to that movie. We kind of looked like chess pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were going to start just like, I don't know, joining in to try and take someone's night. Also, you have a really good tan from being in bar. Bay, so I'm definitely jealous of that, and so I think white is definitely um, preferable mm, in that way. Summer colour. Yeah. Good question though. Um, all right, I can't actually read my writing, but what's your favourite footwear right now? Generally, my, not just running. My Birkenstocks clogs. Okay, yeah, Birkenstocks clogs or, or the slides? Uh, the clogs specifically. Clogs. I actually recently bought both because um, I got some on sale, which is quite unlike Birkenstocks, but uh, the clogs are the way forward. They're so comfortable. They feel like you're literally wearing moccasins just out and about. There's also so many types of Birkenstocks, aren't there? So it's hard to get – I feel like it's hard to get – so I've tried to buy some online and then I've ended up just like researching all of them and going down like massive rabbit holes and then just 
buying nothing because yeah. it's really hard to get the exact ones that you want because I've been looking for some that are like, I don't know, like the soft footbed and then the narrow. It's really challenging, right? There's so many options that it becomes really hard. Yeah, yeah. So and I feel like it. you can fit into quite a few categories of Birkenstocks. You can kind of just kind of get them and then like make do with them, to be fair. That's probably true. My feet are big enough and I can probably fit into the men's ones too. So <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, it's a bit true. embarrassing. Um, okay, and then just to follow up on that, what about your f- favourite walking shoe? Um, really good question. So always Asics uh, for walking shoes and specifically the, I believe they're called the Glide Ride. Yeah, I believe they've got a carbon plate in they've them. They've got a carbon plate <laughs> in them because I like to walk really fast, but also I like to have that little bit of extra um, performance enhancement for the hills. Yeah. Okay. Just to sort of like bound you up them. And, and this, this has certainly been a starting point for some arguments when we go for walks together because I've been too slow. I can't keep up. But it's like, it's not me. You've literally got performance enhancing shoes. Yeah, but also you're an athlete, uh, like an incredible (laughs) athlete. And so I need all the little bit of help that I can get. So my carbon shoe walking should be the equivalent of your standard, like stroll to the park. I'm like the little kid that has to like um, jog a few steps just to keep up with the striding pace of the (laughs) It's true. And our walks are quite, well, last night's was quite long. We ended up on a big adventure and it was quite fast. So I needed all the carbon plate I could get. Yeah, it was about 9K. We had to stop for several breaks for cocktails and pizza along the way. (laughs) Sushi. We didn't get any sushi in the end, but um, we did go to two different sushi places to try and find our favourite. And also an ice cream place. Oh, an ice cream place. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely important in in our walk (laughs) just to keep up our strength. Um, Okay. And then the last question is, what is your favourite swimming pool in Melbourne? I'm going to say Fitzroy Swimming Pool. Whoa! Really? I know. So normally I would have said, back in the day I would have said Paran Swimming Pool, but it did leave a bit of a gaping void in my life for a significant period of time whereby they closed to do all these renovations. And in that time I did venture elsewhere. Wow. Fitzroy was included and Fitzroy does just have a lot of character, both in the people, where it is, the vibe of the place. It's outdoors as well, which is key. And it's 50 metres, so there's less tumble turn. So... I would have said Paran um, probably earlier this year, but I'm going to say Fitzroy, number one. Wait, less tumble turns? Less tumble turns. Than Paran, okay. Oh, no, as in compared to a 25. Paran, yeah, same true. tumble turns as Paran, yeah. Okay, sorry, you confused me for a second there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> unless Whoa. I just stop mid, like freestyle, do a tumble <laughs> turn in the middle of the pool and just keep swimming, which probably is something I would do. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't done that. Not a tumble <laughs> turn, but just like a little bit of a doggy paddle and a change of direction <laughs> just to avoid like having to like go fully to the wall when you're about to run into somebody. All right, you're up. All right, a quick fire questions for you, Liz. Now, these are a little bit reflective just because it is the 30th of December and it has been a massive year. And I actually reckon I describe this year as like a bit of a, um, a margarita. We had some margaritas last night and I was like, it's been a bit sweet. It's been a bit bitter. And it's back to punch, to be fair. And so that being said, these quick fire questions are a little bit nostalgic perhaps. And they are all your favorite things. It doesn't sound very quick then. No, it's true. I don't do, to be <laughs> fair, I don't do really anything quickly, um, except for fast walking and carbon plate shoes. All right. So five quick fire questions. Number one, favorite gig of 2023. We've been to plenty. Oh, it has to be G Flip, like hands down. At the forum? At the forum. That's um, everything about that. But also, um, surprisingly, because I feel like that day was not really set up to have like a really fun time at a gig. Like I'd done a half marathon first thing in the morning. I'd driven all the way out, sat in the sun, bit of like sunstroke I reckon. And then we came back and I think it was like 8.30 at night and we we're just like, oh, I can't really be bothered going. We sort of bought last minute tickets here. And then we literally got in an Uber, got taken to the front of this, um, at the front of the forum, walked in um, at about, what was it like 8.45 or whatever, or 
whatever exactly the time that G Flip was about to come on, um, walked in and then literally like one minute later they started performing. So I feel like everything about that was like really perfect. Um, but yes, yeah, such an impressive gig, like literally hands down. I think that was probably one of the best ones I've ever been to. Britney Spears up there too. I feel like it was that impressive that I didn't even really participate. I just stood there with my mouth open in the crowd, just watching them tear around the stage, going from instrument to instrument to instrument, and I, I just in awe. Yeah. Actually from phenomenal, and I would definitely agree with that um, yeah. favourite gig. I was, I was a big fan before, and I literally – I think I started crying during one of the songs. It was you definitely really, did. It was a really emotional time. It was a really emotional time, <laughs> and now I am completely converted, absolutely obsessed, couldn't go a day without listening to them sing. All right, number two. Number one race moment of 2023. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, you can't just bring this this on me. Um, it would definitely be something um, – oh, you know what? Actually, it was when um, uh, the Albert – there was a, a race, the Grand Prix 10K at Albert Park. Um, that was really fun. So I had one of the girls that I coached, Caitlin, came down and stayed with me for the weekend. And um, because she'd performed really well in the cross-country champs in – um, New Zealand, all she had to do were to be part of the – like or to qualify for the World Cross Country Championships was to run under 34.30 for a 10K. So she came all the way down from Brisbane, jumped in the race. We were able to, you know, warm up together, uh, race together. Uh, we both did like massive PBs. She qualified. I did a PB, um, starting to feel like I'm back on track after my hamstring injury. And I think that um, the moment that I saw her crossing the line um, was probably like one of the <laughs> – like happiest moments of my yes. year. Um, not only because I was excited and happy with my performance, but also like seeing someone like do so well and, um, you know, reach their goals is, yeah, just gives me goosebumps. That is a real testament to you though. I feel like you do get a lot of joy in A, your coaching and B, watching other general population achieve their goals. And I love that about you because it's very much uh, an individual sport, but you do throw yourself at so many different elements. I know when I finished races, which have been not super impressive at all, you've kind of responded the same as if it was some sort of gold medal at the Olympics, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's actually so lovely. Like it makes every single person just feel like a legend. And I admit I wasn't there for that race. And so normally I'd love to wag on the side, but I was up in Byron at the time. And I remember that was probably my favorite race moment of your whole season just purely from the feedback and the photos that eventuated from it was beautiful yeah and I mean like you say it is a individual sport like running is individual um but there's always so many people that are involved in the journey as well you know even if it's like literally like you putting some like needles in my traps or in my calves at like 10 p.m um or someone's coming on the bike my dad often comes on the bike with me um you know like there's so many people that like I guess are part of like my particular journey so it's never like you know when I have a, a good race or a su successful race like there are so many other people that play a massive role in it you know training partners and stuff as well and I think even help changing your outfits I feel like that's like <laughs> yeah. a really crucial portion it's of really it really important or having like opinions on how I should style my hair it's true and to be fair you actually never really take that advice you tend to just wear your hair however it comes and then the outfits are kind of just like whatever hasn't been washed <laughs> yeah. or whatever has like one more wear in it before exactly. it needs to go for a wash. Classic. <clears throat> All right, favourite specific portion of Christmas Day this year. And when I say Christmas Day, so just to sort of backtrack a little bit, your Christmas Day is Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas lunch. Like it is like a big 
sort of festival as such over two days almost. yeah so so my sister would host like a christmas eve dinner at her, her place usually they're like watching the carols or like some sort of christmas movie and then go check out some christmas lights afterwards and then um christmas and stay at my parents house and then christmas morning we have like a big sort of present opening session with like the little kids and i always find like i don't know that's my favorite part is usually like the christmas morning um just doing like that whole process i think um I opened an iPad. That was probably the highlight of my entire life. Yes. So that was like, that was very exciting for me. But also I really enjoyed eating grapes um, because we haven't really had many grapes this year. So that was good. Seriously? Oh, what was your yours? Num- your number one part of Christmas Day was the grapes? They were really good grapes. Oh my God. Uh, we need to get them more. But um, yeah, for some reason they just haven't really been part of our... Um, <laughs> Part of our pantry uh, fridge item recently. All right, well, sticking with that culinary sort of theme, uh, what has been your favourite cocktail of 2023? Oh, that's a question. Maybe the one we had last night when we went for our like 10k walk. I would genuinely say that's the most excited I've seen you about a cocktail because you're not like a massive drinker at all. I'm not but a you genuinely drinker. loved that cocktail last night. That's actually true. Yeah. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could easily say no to a cocktail. I'm not like, oh, well, I'm not really into it that much but um yeah last night when we were walking the first sip I was like this is the best thing I've ever tried yeah so, so specifically that was at Riverland we just walked quite a long way we we're quite thirsty it was quite sunny we managed to nab the last little corner sunspot we mm. ordered two uh, Tommy's margaritas just straight up and then subsequently went to reorder them and then the app presumptuously was like do you guys want another round and I was like no we want something different and then we actually went back full circle and got exactly the same beverage twice I am quite strong with that so if you do get a really good cocktail often you're like I have to try something else now it's like you know what just stick to what you know and just enjoy the process because we have had cocktails we haven't liked and it's actually devastating yeah but also I don't know I was a little bit opinionated about that because I feel like I'm the one that's always like now we need to try something else because I thought too much of a good thing and then it just sort of tastes like nothing and I I feel like this I don't really I'm not really big on like a big like pasta dish or like you know risotto or something because it's just like it's so much of the same thing I would prefer to have like lots of little bits of like different things you know what you would love like a Italian bento box exactly if you could do like a little portion of pizza pasta risotto like all in tiny little squares you would love that oh, that would absolutely be perfect yeah and I think that's why I love Japanese food so much yeah. because the teishaku style means that you've got like lots of bits and pieces that you can what did you um, call it teishaku teishaku that sounds <laughs> way fancier than bento box yeah well it's yeah I guess it's like the same thing like you got like lots of bits and pieces to like keep it interesting and so I think that in the same way that if you're having like two cocktails of the same thing it just becomes like too much and you stop tasting it um but yeah we have fallen into a trap in the past of like trying a different cocktail and just regretting it not even finishing it yeah Um, yeah, and I think I don't know maybe we're just really thirsty yesterday but I can't actually remember ever leaving a cocktail normally what I would do is I just sort of like get it down regardless kind of almost shot it just so you don't waste it these are bad we both uh this the time that's like in my mind we I think we ordered like there was a, a strawberry one and maybe like a Cherry one or something. Oh, cherries are always bad. risky. Cherries was, are very risky cocktail. Nah, it, it was the strawberry one that was really bad. Interesting. Maybe it wasn't cherry, but d- definitely strawberry, and it tasted like strawberry essence, like fake yeah, flavoring. Definitely was. Okay, there you go. And to continue on that theme of the bento box, that actually is a natural segue to the final question. You have had quite a few years overseas, running, and you know, living quite a unconventional professional life. What do you miss the most about? Living in Japan, if we look back exactly where you are here in 2023, settled in Australia, you've got your routine, you've got your run group, you've got your goals. But looking back on your Japanese experience, what do you miss the most from that? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, like having a chef to cook for me oh every day. Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> That's outrageous. Also, didn't you make friends with your chef so you guys were besties? Yeah, she was actually really good. And I, I did end up with um, like a, an iron deficiency when I was over there. So she all, like organized kangaroo meat to um, oh help because I don't really eat a lot of What did meat. they think about that? Because obviously they would sort of see kangaroos as like we, we would ride them to school. They're our pets. They're really cute. They're part of our culture as such. And then we're eating them. What would what would she think about that really? That that nothing. They don't really they don't really have emotions like oh. in, in that way like <laughs> towards animals. They're just like they just eat whatever, eat them anything. Also, wild. she taught me how to cook liver, which I actually genuinely loved. Taste of. Um, you serious? Yeah. How come you haven't cooked liver here? I definitely would not be allowed to in our kitchen. No. Like you could cook it somewhere else. It was pretty bad. And like my version of it was not as good. It was a little bit rubbery. But like if I was served liver, like if someone cooked me liver, I would definitely eat it because I actually genuinely enjoy the taste. And it's really nutritious too. So that was kind of a loaded question because I was like, all right, if there's something missing from Japan that we can implement here, that sort of a thing, and you're looking at the wrong person to be your personal chef. I mean, look, to be honest, I could probably for a couple of weeks do really good sandwiches for lunch and dinner. Your breakfast is on your own. I'm not making your breakfast. But, like, that could be a contribution. But apart from that, I'm not a personal chef material at all. And many things, that's not nearly at the top of the list. You do really good rice balls and roasted veggies. I'll give you that. But I guess something as well, that really fond memory that I do have of that, and I guess this kind of goes from everywhere, is living in – I mean, is is like waking up early um, and running as the sun sort of comes up. So in in summer, I guess – we were training like crazy early, like 4.30 in the morning, um, just because of the heat in Tokyo is absolutely crazy. And so I think I just like, I do love like getting up super early and meeting up with people um, to run with, because you've always got people to run with, at, like at a crazy time in the morning and being like warm and comfortable and like ready to go. I think there's something about that that I really yeah. like as well. And living in a city, living in Tokyo was like, you know, you're kind of there and you're amongst it. Our morning run would be down and back along the river. And there was just so many people because everyone is out and about at yeah. that time of day. It's crazy. That's actually wild because mm. at the moment we've gone through a patch here that's um, really sleeping in at the moment. I don't know, between Christmas and year, <laughs> I feel yourself? like – No, I feel like – Yeah, that's real. That's actually true. <laughs> I'm still up at like six every day. <laughs> I feel like, oh, I'm really struggling. I'm so tired. I just can't get out of bed in the morning at the moment, even though it's light and it's like summer. I'm just like, no, I just can't. I'd rather do anything. Like I, I bargain with myself for hours and just keep lying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? But then you're thriving like in the evenings. It's true. Until like 11 p.m. and then you're just like, no, I'm out. See you later. (laughs) But I feel like that's when, yeah, I feel like you and I are quite contrasting in that like first thing in the morning. I'm just like so excited to like wake up and like get downstairs and and (laughs) where is it? Go straight to the fridge. Go straight to the fridge. What do we got? Yeah. (laughs) Get some coffee, always instant coffee. Um, some some yogurt, some fruit straight in there. Yeah. I'm big on a banana first thing in the morning. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's actually my worst nightmare. But yeah, no, it's actually good. It's, it at least sort of gives me a kick up the bum to like get up and get going and that sort of thing and not try and thrive at midnight. Mm. Um, so that being said, moving on to 2024, do you have and do you believe in news resolutions? Is this your thing? What are your thoughts? Oh, someone actually asked me this on a run this morning and I decided that I'm actually perfect already the way I am. So <laughs> there's no need for any of that. Um, to be honest, no, I don't really like, I don't know. I think that like uh, developing a consistent lifestyle that you can keep showing up and, and doing is the most important thing. And I think that like, if there's something that you really want to change about yourself, then 
you don't need to have like a particular date to like set that. And if you do, then chances are you're probably not really going to stick to it because it doesn't come naturally. So I think that like, and the same thing, like I feel like with the Pilates as well, is that like for me, that's something that I've never really, like uh, mobility kind of stuff has never been part of my routine, but just kind of um, like adding in regular Pilates is now just like a part of my life. And I don't think that you should do anything that's going to be like super challenging to be able to maintain, um, but do something that you can just be like, all right, well, three or four times a week, I do a Pilates session and then now I just feel good all the time. Mm. You don't need a particular date to start that, but that's just kind of my my thought on it. Although I do I do like the fact that like the, the week starts with a Monday and so you can like start afresh, but um, there's nothing in particular that I want to change but just kind of maintain what I've been doing. Yeah, you're a really good advocate for consistency and that was that's pretty much with everything in terms of like your training, your work, your study, like you're just a really consistent person in terms of like once you set yourself a goal, it's actually the consistency that gets you to that goal as opposed to trying to do outrageous peaks and troughs. Yeah, I'm very I'm a very goal-focused person, but I would say like my consistency is probably you rubbing off on me because <laughs> I feel like that's absolutely your strength. So what about you? What so you... predictable. Yeah. It's consistent sounds very, very – it's like a positive spin on predictable. Like I would be <laughs> – <laughs> like everything that I do is just so you could almost just trace it every day. I'd be like a stalker's dream. Yeah, true. You actually are. Mm. I reckon I could write out your day from like start to finish exactly what's going to happen by the minute, That's I reckon. really embarrassing. No, don't do that. <laughs> I'd feel so ashamed. You'd look at your day and you'd be like, oh, you know, it would just never, ever look like you've achieved that much really, would it? But also like when you're doing stuff consistently, it just becomes routine. And so it's like, it's easy to do. So if... Yeah, and it and you become like a well-oiled machine, and mm. you know just really efficient at everything you do because you know exactly where you stand, what you're doing, rather than sort of having to make choices each day because you never really know. Yeah, I think my family's all the same. Like we're all sort of exactly the same, like that. Like I, I could predict when I was living with my sister, I could predict her um, routine down to a T and the same with my mom and my dad like it's just actually so comfortable you just kind of slip into their routine although I will say living my sister she's phenomenal so she'll get up at sometimes like quarter to five and she'll do two hours of work just like no coffee just straight up literally pajamas straight to the laptop two hours of work then she'll finish her two hours of work and I'll like slumber out of the bedroom like I'm kind of like a zombie and then she'll be like okay let's go for a run then she'll go for a run. Then she'll dive into the ocean after a run. Then she'll have her coffee. And this is hours after rising. It's actually wild. And trying to fall into that routine was not good for me because I was struggling. Like I was like so uh, – not that I even did the two hours work to start off with because I would then take those two hours and whack them on the end of my day. Mm. So like you know, she would go to bed at sort of 9.30 and I was like, cool, get on my laptop, couple of hours work then. But it's just so wild to sort of try and adapt to someone else's – quite clear-cut routine when it really doesn't suit your physiology or what you're used to. Mm-mm. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah. I think the only argument we had that whole time, and it wasn't even really an argument, is I was so hunger flat after like going so long without food, having a run, having a swim, and it's not something I would normally do. And then we got home and her kids had eaten all the cereal. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they drank all the milk. I was like, are you serious? I was, and they were like, what? And I was like, what do you mean, what? You guys just eat all the cereal. And they, but they're like 10 and 13, so they're just like, is this what we do? It's like literally how we're wired. That's what yeah, the sort of – Yeah, you can't expect them to go down to the shops <laughs> and replace it. I know, but that was the only time I kind of got grumpy. And then the rest of it was kind of fine. But, 
yeah, it's just that routine is is actually really important. And I think that's the same. And that goes with Pilates, having that really consistent throughout the week. And when people sort of ask me, you know, how many sessions did I do a week and what's the, the benefits, et cetera, and I usually say two to three times a week is perfect because – you're welcome to do more than that, but if you try and put your precedent on the fact that you have to do it five times a week, it's so hard to do. Whereas the clinical benefits research-wise are very much based on twice a week of 45 minutes. So if you can do three lots of 30 minutes or even two lots of 30 minutes, that's that's what I would recommend. Yeah. How do we get back to Pilates? Why does this always happen? <laughs> Why? <laughs> You should, you should try Pilates for runners. Oh, my God. I'm like um, a social menace. You can't take me anywhere because I'll tell my, my brain, I'll be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't. And then I'll be like, but you should – have you done a proper hip bridge? <laughs> Let me just demonstrate for you. Tuck, curl, lift, right to the top. Oh, I can see it happening. Don't worry. I feel like I can relate to this. I'll be like, when are we going to start talking about the cloud and HTML? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Lucy's doing a coding course at the moment, which is blowing my mind. And it is super relevant to the the app that we've created and any chance you get, you'll be talking about. I just love it. I just love everything about web development or okay. everything front end, back end. I don't know that much now. It's a pretty new course that I'm starting on, but I'm just very much very obsessed with it and I'll like talk to anybody who will listen and preferably give me some advice. <laughs> Incredibly passionate. Okay. Yeah, and no, I really do love it. And then, I mean, like from – I'm going to ask you anyway, but I, literally from that conversation – I don't think that you're going to have any, but do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, I actually do. What? No I have way. one. Okay. <laughs> Creature of habit. Okay. No, I actually do because I'm not a New Year's resolution person. That is not the way I roll. But I really love surfing. So I grew up sort of coastal oh. and I absolutely loved it and had this massive dry period where I just stopped surfing, mainly logistics, being in Melbourne, et cetera, et cetera. And we just recently went to Urban Surf. And we were all being bashed around. None of us were that great, but it did really rekindle that love for being in the water and just playing in the water. And that is something I want to be consistent with this year. And when I say consistent, it is hard when we're living here, but we will be travelling more this year. And I think I am going to buy a board. I've been talking to some of my surfing mates and they've been recommending me like tiny little 5'8 things. I'm like, Mm. guys, 5'8, that's tiny. But that's my next purchase will be a board of sorts. Been looking on Marketplace. Yeah. I feel like Marketplace is the solution to like all of our, <laughs> all of our inquiries. It's true. <laughs> all of our dreams and wants. <laughs> Straight to Marketplace. Um, yeah, actually really good. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel yeah. like I could definitely get on board with that one. Literally, pun intended. <laughs> Alan! What? You asked for it. You literally walked into that. But there is an issue. Like the salt water is actually absolutely fantastic, I think, like for your body and for your skin and just like being immersed in it. But it is a little bit like gross, like living near um, the bay. Yeah. It's um, not too many options around here. But heading up to Byron soon. So I feel like that is the perfect place to start this New Year's resolution. But in terms of doing unsustainable habits, and I know that there's heaps of trends, and I know you guys keep mentioning this, but I have been on uh, TikTok a little bit in terms of, the, <laughs> I would call it the TikTok dregs okay. because it's not actually being on the physical TikTok app. What happens is the TikTok app kind of filters into Instagram and then you end up on TikTok via Instagram. Anyway, right. there's a lot of trends on TikTok. They're big on sort of fads. Like I think there's something called 75 hard where it's like you kind of basically just deprive yourself of like all the good things in life and then you do quite vigorous exercise for 75 days. Wait, 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 what? Can you, you need to elaborate on that? Yeah, look, I'm not an expert in it, but it's just basically called 75 hard. And, and what I'm, are you depriving your body of? Well, well, look, when I'm saying I think it's like you don't drink any alcohol, I think you right. cut out things like coffee, I think it's like you have to eat whole foods. And I mean, like, 
that's not that bad, but <laughs> I guess. You, you say that to me with a bit of a grimace on your face? <laughs> no, like there's, I, yeah, no, look, I just feel like that's, I don't know, that feels very late 90s to me um, yeah. to do that sort of, uh, it's sort of a Kate Moss era to be on depriving as opposed to, um, I don't know, finding things to kind of lift you up. But anyway, that's So wait, 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 that's your news resolution? No, what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to deprive myself. And what I'm saying in the traditional sense, I'm not about New Year's resolutions because I feel like there's going to be a lot of that flying around. There's going to be these like new year, new me, fads that you're going to jump on board with, etc. I'm really not about it. And that's probably the rabbit hole that I went down on TikTok because they're all about it. Mm-hmm. And so my res- New Year's resolution is very much just picking up the board, whacking on some wax and taking it out there. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> now, actually, to be honest, since you were saying all that, now I've actually thought of one and I want to improve my mobility. So I you think You say this every week. No, I don't, but this time I'm serious because it's a new year. New year, new me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when God. you said that, I was just going okay, to... Okay, so how are we implement this increase in mobility for you? And specifically, we're we talking um, like joint mobility of specific joints or just generalised full body? Now, I think joint mobility. And I, I think that... For me, for me to be able to make it sustainable, it's not like doing a mobility class three times a week is not going to happen for me. But I would say doing about maybe like two to three minutes of stretching after each run. Well, given the fact that you do run every single day, that actually does add up. Yeah, that's what I mean. And just doing like a pre, like, you know, the post-run mobility routines, it doesn't have to be like a full routine, but like choosing like a few. It should actually be a full routine, just (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Like you can't just cut the corners and expect you're going to get all these gains. Specifically as in the kitchen this morning when I was like cutting up some fruit, you're like, hey, that class we did this week when it was like a full class, rather than doing the really short class, was so much better than the short classes because you actually felt it was so beneficial because it was holistic. It was the perfect amount of time. You got the strength endurance. Literally what you said to me this morning. Now that it actually is so true. And I think that the, the quickie classes, the shorter classes, is really great for convenience. Mm. But like I will have to say that nothing replaces like a full sort of 30 to 40 minute Pilates class. So I definitely think that that's important to keep in regularly as well. Um, but I think like for me personally, like I'm someone who has run for how many years? Like 15 longer than that. I don't know, a really long number of years. Um, and I basically like never stretch like in my life. I feel um, like that's quite common for runners. Yeah they, yeah. they just don't like stretching. They're kind of getting around strength. But stretching's not it for them. Yeah, so when I'm doing like a a Pilates like strength class, like for me that's like as much stretching as I I get just to get into the positions to do the exercises. That's true. That used to really bother me. We finished like a full sweaty strength class. It was like a power session and Lissy would be like, that was a really nice stretch. (laughs) And I'd be like, what? That's not stretching. That was strength. But really what's happening is because you don't have the joint mobility, all of those moves actually felt like stretches. Yeah, because they're like end range. End range, yeah. Yeah. It always used to blow my mind. I used to – quite offended because I was like that was actually really hard and it was very much strength and that was not stretching but also for me the stretching element was way harder than the strength (laughs) part because I'm so bad yeah so I think like for me just adding in an extra so like not I don't mean like instead of what I'm doing now but just in addition to everything that I'm doing Mm. I would just like add in just like a couple extra minutes of like stretching and it might just be like one particular body part that I focus on each day or whatever Um, but I reckon just adding in that I think um, before I take my shoes off. So, you know, like as you're walking into the house, basically after yeah. the run, just making sure you stop and just like do. You should also take your shoes off when you come into the house in general. I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going there, are we? No. Did you, can I just ask, did you hose down your shoes today? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting. Ah, I didn't know you were home. I was sitting at the breakfast table. <laughs> 
enjoying a nice cup of tea. And then um, Alice sort of like comes in after her run, goes a little bit, I don't know, Pulls the hose out. I was like, all right, where are we going here? I stepped in dog poo when I, at the end of my <laughs> run. It was devastating. <laughs> okay, that explains a lot. So I literally was like, I'm going to leave them on my feet. I'm not going to take them off to wash them. I'm going to just stand here with a hose. Yeah. And so my socks, obviously, my all of them. But it's funny because I did hose off the one that I stood in dog poo, but then the other one just felt really unclean for some reason. So I ended up washing Maybe both of both. them. <laughs> so just efficient. <laughs> All right. I didn't good. know you were watching me. Oh, imagine if you just had cameras set up and just people just going about their day, just doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You would not want to follow us around. It would be really weird. It's <laughs> true. We were actually on our walk last night doing um, mobility exercises while walking. Oh, yeah. That was good. I actually feel better from that. <laughs> See? Just couple of this mobility. But also, like, if someone was trying to walk past us or in the other direction, like, we were taking up a lot of room. Like, oh, I just... true. There was lots of limbs flying everywhere. <laughs> I just feel like it's no one needs that at yeah. all. All right, so we were just talking about 2023, highlights, etc. There were certainly some lowlights, and I reckon I've got a highlight and a low light that I want to run through with you briefly. All right, I want to hear it. So I'm going to start with a low light, which is probably ending up in a Thai hospital with a systemic infection, and I thought I was going to die. I was literally writing notes to my family to say goodbye on my last rights, <laughs> uh, but I didn't die. Everything not was okay, not dramatic. Everything was fine, and it was actually quite a positive experience in the end. We got to stay in Thailand a little bit longer and actually had a beautiful couple of days of like rest and cocktails and a bit of sunshine. So that is kind of all's well that ends well. True. And do you know what a highlight for me? I am not a Christmas person at all. Mm-hmm. Haven't been forever, but I actually really lent into somewhat coerced into festivities of, you know, the Christmas Day with the Duncans. And that that was a lot because I'm not used to it, but I actually loved it. That whole family oh. environment, everyone sort of on top of each other. So many gifts. Oh, my gosh, your family do so many <laughs> gifts. Such gift people. There was so much like reindeer sweaters, Santa hats. We're all wearing those paper mache things at the dinner table. Christmas songs in the background. Yeah, it was just, yeah, everyone was in their Christmas pyjamas. Like, and you know what? And it was actually really lovely. And I can say that I, it doesn't come naturally to me, but I think 2024 Christmas, I can get my head around it and not be as grinchy. But also Christmas Day, my favourite thing about Christmas Day was actually – There was a little bit of time between like breakfast and lunch and the festivities and Lissy and I went for a trail run, Uh, the same trail run where I was whinging about the hills because I was hungry. (laughs) Anyway, there was Always fuel up before you run. Always. Even on Christmas Day. Take one thing from this podcast and just more (laughs) snacks. That's that's all I can say. But in all seriousness, we're running down this hill. It got quite steep. And to be honest, I'm a city (laughs) rat, so around here there's not really many any heels at all and I was wearing a Nimbus which is a quite a slick bottom shoe went completely down you know when you put your foot down going down a hill and you can feel the slide like there's no purchase on the ground you start that ice skate feeling and you go okay I know what's going to happen here and normally what you would do is you'd put both hands out and you'd probably just slide kind of like did you have a slippery slide as a kid where you put detergent on a tarp with a hose and yep. then you'd slip down it yep absolutely yeah so loved it. until you got it in your eyes and then it was game over but yeah exactly 
And I felt that happening. So the gymnast in me came out straight up. And I can't even imagine because you were running slightly behind me at this stage, which I don't know why because I was um, – you were. You're, let's be honest. You're always running a couple of steps ahead of me. The half pushing, pushing the pace. Um, and I guess like from my perspective, I see Alice like stumbling a little bit. I'm like, oh, she's all right. Is she okay? Yep, she's holding herself. And I was like, nope, she went straight, straight down. down. Um, but recovered exceptionally well, went straight into a somersault. A forward roll. Forward somersault. Did like a flip. Landed on my head but kind of kept rolling. Kind of like a James Bond underneath the door <laughs> so sort of call situation. It. Well, like I'm trying to make it sound like some sort it of actually, you know, action it, figure. It was actually very sleek. And then you got back up onto your feet um, like a natural gymnast that you are. Like and did not – what. Did not like lose any ground on me at all. You were still in front of me. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I think that I've ever seen on a run. And um, I was just like, I have to like stop because I was just like laughing so hard. But Alice does not stop. I don't stop. Also, I had a lot of momentum. I had a lot of cortisol in my system, a lot of adrenaline. I reckon that was going to be my fastest K split for the whole run. Yeah, it actually was. And so when you run with Alice, just know it's a privilege and you do not stop. If you need to go to the toilet, if you need to tie your shoelace up, if you have any like issue at all, she will not stop for you. See you later. And I'm I done. was laughing so hard that I just lost all like <laughs> like all muscle ability in my body. And I was like, I need to stop and laugh. And, and she would not let me stop. No. But then when <laughs> happened was I kept running Lissy caught up because she's a super duper athlete and then I tried to bring up the fact that I'd just done like a full somersault tumble turning kind of you know deluxe roll special and she was like we're not talking about that unless we're going to stop and laugh about it we are not talking about that (laughs) we're going to run seriously right until the finish and then we're going to talk about it which is fair enough those terms because it's really hard to run when you're laughing that hard usually hard I wanted to stop check that you're okay just laugh have a bit of a chat about it reset and then go again but you're on a mission. <laughs> Tell you what, my abdominals were so sore. Like after any yeah. Pilates class, sometimes you get like a little bit of doms. My, I've never had abdominals that sore from laughing and bracing during that I'm pull. Su- I'm surprised that it wasn't your shoulders. If it was me, I wouldn't have had the instinct to like tuck and, and roll. So I reckon mm. I would have just had really sore like shoulders like after doing push-ups. And also just landed. gravel rash because if you yeah. kind of do go like full squirrel down that mountain. Yeah. What is it? Sugar glider. You end up just taking all the skin off. Yeah, that's actually true. You didn't have one graze at all. None. Yeah. Just like that's a bruised very ego impressive. and a bit because, of a sore neck. Because it was a very steep hill and very gravelly hill too. So that's quite mm. impressive. Well yes. done. Yeah. It's like gymnastics, the most impractical sport in the world, but does come in handy occasionally. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, it's really hard to pick a highlight and a low light from 2020. Well, where are we? Three? 2023? Um, but I would say probably if I had to choose a low light, it would definitely be like dropping something, losing something or breaking something. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to like leave that there general. Oh, I can't think of one, but I've been disappointed. What about my really, my favorite sunglasses? Do we want to bring that up? No. no. Okay. No. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll just leave that there. Leave that there. Good. Um, All right. What about a highlight then? Oh, I Moving reckon, oh, I reckon for me, there's been so many highlights and I think that like a couple of things that have really contributed to my like overall happiness, not specific like events, but just like finding a group to run with. I'm so opposite yeah. to you. I just, I'm like such a social runner. And I, I just, love that group so much. I love running with people so much. And I've done a lot of running solo in the first half of this year and coming back from injury and even in the last like couple of years since moving back from Japan, uh, I haven't really sort of found a group, but I've just found a, like a bunch of people to run with and like a good little crew. And I've just absolutely loved it so much. Like I just look forward to doing the sessions and even though they're going to be, you know, that they're going to be really hard doing it with other people just makes it 
um, more digestible, I guess, and yeah. which You're is such just a fun. social person. I'm so pleased to see you thriving in that, and I think that's we're so different in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a lone wolf, and you're such a um, a pack creature, and it does serve you really well. You run so well with them. Yeah, and I think also like finding, um, learning more about the back end, like you doing your app, and me like learning about you know different aspects of that and getting and uh, moving into the IT world as well and I feel like you and I are really opposite to this because in the morning I could literally like come downstairs at 6am and just like start like learning about something to do with IT and I and struggled I, to make an instant coffee at that time so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I love just like being inside and like learning and stuff whereas um you probably need to be outside like exercising first before you can like concentrate but yeah oh nah. my god stop calling my running exercising <laughs> i'm super oh yeah I'm, i feel like i'm very very fulfilled of from 2023 for finding <laughs> those two things that have really contributed to my happiness over the past few months yeah. um yeah i love it just got to find what works for you what makes you thrive exactly and with that the 2023 2023 season comes to an end <laughs> Oh, my God, we've been on Instagram way too much. Shocker. I've just heard you playing that over and over again. (laughs) Watch this space as a real incoming. No. Oh, my God. Dude. (laughs) All right. Happy happy New Year, everybody. And thank you so much for listening throughout the year. We'll have more content coming for you fresh in 24. (laughs) Until then. See you then. Ciao.